Don't let the shark eat your trout today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. So good to be with you today. Are you getting ready for the Super Bowl? It should be a terrific game. I do think uh, Tampa Bay will win, but who knows with Kansas City. Sometimes in life, you meet people that you just connect with. And today, my guest is one of them. His name is Jerry Caffey, and I've known Jerry for many years. And our conversation today is all about don't let the shark eat your trout. You'll see what that means in just a minute. Jerry, how are you today? Well, I'm doing much better, Ron. Thanks so much for having me. It's a, it's a treat to hear from you and to be on your show. Uh, I've got a lot to, to share with your listeners today. I saw a post that you put on Facebook. It said, don't let your shark eat your trout. And I said, I need to know what that means. Tell the listeners, <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, we live on the Gulf Coast, and I love to fish. And... Uh, a trout is a, is a highly special specialized fish that we love to fish for here on the coast. And so uh, the video I showed on the YouTube was my son catching a beautiful trout, and a big shark came up and snagged that trout and started eating it. So it was really a, a surprise event, you know. So um, I was just sharing about my life, about what happened with my my interview with cancer and my situation and how that came about. And, um, so that's, that's the whole thesis of the shark eating your trout. You know, uh, today we have people out there that have things they're chasing, hopes and dreams. And, uh, then out of the blue comes a shark of fear, uh, something that just consumes their hopes. And, uh, that's a little bit what it was about. You know, that is so true, Jerry. And, uh, listeners, God places people in the right place at the right time. And I want to go back a few years ago and share something that happened uh, with Jerry and I. Uh, Jerry, in fact, I write about this in my book, The Promoter. But listeners, uh, after the radio station had closed about 10 years ago, it was really a, a tough time in my life because I really loved what I was doing. I was a general manager of a Christian radio station. Uh, the head corporation decided to go in a different direction and uh, left me without a job. I was terminated. And uh, no, that wasn't that guy that was uh, named Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was, I was terminated. <laughs> And so I'm at the gym one day and I run into Jerry Caffey and Jerry says, Ron, I haven't heard you on the radio for a while. What happened? Where have you been? And I told him that I'm not there anymore. It was a rough part of my life, but I hadn't even seen Jerry in a couple of years, but he digs in his gym bag and he pulls a book out in the pit with a lion on a snowy day. And he said, you need to read this. And the first words I read when I opened that book is God is in the business of strategically placing us in the right place at the right time, even though it may seem like the wrong place and the wrong time. And that was one of those, 
wow moments. And I said, boy, Jerry, God arranged this visit to the gym today to run into you. Now, having a book in his gym bag in a gym and he runs into me. Now, Jerry, that it was an incredible moment. And I read that book twice, but it was really some of the dreams and hopes that I had were eaten by this big shark. But then I'm coming your path and you give me something from God, a book And it gives me hope. So that's what you're talking about when sometimes we can we can be doing everything just right in life. Everything can be going well. And then all of a sudden a shark comes in to take away our hopes, our dream, or we get a bad diagnosis. Isn't that right? Mm. Oh, it's so true. I um, a little little bit of history here in the 10th grade of high school. Forty years ago, I had a shoulder injury. And uh, it was pretty bad. It was, I was in traction. I remember the surgeon telling me, when you get to be your 50s, you're going to have to have shoulder surgery. And he was wrong. It was my 60s. So <laughs> I've been living with shoulder pain for 40 years. And, you know, just kind of beat through it like everybody else. You don't want to complain. You want to be the bravado kind of guy who guts it out. And uh, in November 3rd, I was scheduled to uh, get a shoulder replacement. And, uh, I had to get my blood labs drawn and my creatinine levels were high. I didn't think too much about it. I thought, well, maybe I'm just working out too hard or um, eating too much protein. Come to find out I have a malignant tumor, or I had a malignant tumor, three pounds attached to my kidney. So my nephrologist, right before he was going to clear me for shoulder surgery, which was a, a, you know, I really wanted to get that shoulder surgery because it hurt so bad I couldn't sleep at night. The shark in my life was cancer. And they sit there and hear a doctor tell you you've got cancer and it's malignant and it's three pounds and you're going to lose your kidney. It's pretty daunting. And, uh, you know, I just had to struggle. I had to lay in bed at night. Do I have three weeks left to live? Do I have three months? Do I have three years? Do I have 30 years? I didn't know. And, you know, fear comes upon us like a wave. It's like a, like a massive shark taking something you prize possession away. And I was in a battle, and I, I like to say I was uh, full of faith, but the reality was I struggled. Uh, you know, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, in the wee hours of the morning, that's when fear would come, and I had to learn to push it back. And uh, though all of the story has a good ending, I think many of your viewers out there are facing struggles and difficulty and trials, and they don't know what to do. Wouldn't you agree, Ron? Oh, I agree, Jerry. Well, the end of the, the end of the story is the the uh, I had a PET CT scan done last week, and they found no cancer, none at all. It was totally encased in the this you know kidney comes wrapped in like a shrink wrap, and uh, the doctor, the nephrologist, told me you know, I was two millimeters away from metastasizing into my whole body, and he said, "Have you not been found out with the shoulder replacement? Another two or three months, and you would have died this year." Wow. So, you know, it was pretty daunting. And, uh, and now I see that the thing, the thing that I hope for, the fear and the, the, the word cancer uh, is just like a consuming shark. And it was scaring the, the hell out of me, to be honest with you. Um, but I like the title of your show. That's something we want to, we want to face, uh, face up straight up, you know, that, 
God is able to deliver us. He is able to be a provider. Many, many of our friends and coworkers go through things, and now I have ability to be a little more compassionate, have empathy, have understanding, and uh, just to walk with people and, you know, have a, a tool in my pocket like a book for you. Uh, yes. We always need to be looking for those God-type moments, don't we? Yeah, well, we sure do, Jerry. And uh, I'm so glad to hear that uh, the cancer isn't there. Um, and now you're going to have some uh, shoulder surgery. But, you know, Jerry, I think this year, I told someone the other day that um, I've lost more friends and people this year than I think I have in a long time, whether it uh, be cancer, it be COVID, it be surprise heart attacks. And a lot of these people are, you know, 40s and 50s. And, you know, you, you think you're going to live to you'd be 70 and 80, 90 years old. But the truth is that uh, um, I think the Bible even tells us that uh, we're not even promised to tomorrow. So it has really had an effect on me to where when I go out in the morning is what am I going to do on purpose today? What am I going to do that can maybe put a smile on somebody's face? Because what if uh, I don't make it home tonight? What if I don't? And when you are kind of aware that life is so fragile you begin to intentionally live and look for opportunities of purpose in the day. And then when you hear some of that bad news on on uh, uh, the radio or television, it's not that big a deal anymore because a lot of that stuff out there in the political world, we can't control anyway. But we, right. but we can right. control our mind and our attitude, can't we? Well, so true, Ron. You know, what you're talking about is living a life with purpose and you know, having having a diagnosis like cancer actually has a benefit. It, um, there's something very startling and very striking when you realize you may only have three weeks left to live or three months. Uh, the reality is nobody gets out alive. Yeah. We all face the end. And um, I was at Starbucks today, and I was going through the line, and I guess I was on my phone. And just to show you how God works in, your, in my life sometimes. I was on my phone. I wasn't paying attention, and the person behind me was a little irate, and they were blowing the horn. And I realized it was my fault. <laughs> it was and probably I, me I blowing a, the horn. No, no. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> no. It could be anybody. It could be me on the on a bad day. But you know that happens to us. And I wanted to get aggravated and get mad. And I heard that quiet voice because I was in front of them. Go ahead and pay for their their, their Starbucks. Wow. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to do that. So that was for me. That was a choice I made uh, because, you know, life is short. And uh, we just have these everyday moments with God. We have to we have to choose. I, you know, I've done a lot in my life. I've made a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money. I've had a successful business. Um, I've done mission trips all over the world. But I really think it comes down to living with purpose in the quiet moments, in the detail moments, in the slow moments, in the fearful moments. Sometimes a lot when you're walking through fear, you know, and you trust God in the dark wee hours of the morning, that's, your, that's maybe your greatest, the greatest moment of faith we have. Yeah. Yeah. So well put. I agree. And um, somebody out there right now, Jerry, um, they're so glad they tuned in 
today and are listening because uh, that shark of fear has uh, entered their life. And it could be uh, with a spouse, with a job, with money, with finances. And uh, you're the master fisherman now. How do, uh, what do they do? How do they get rid of that shark in their life that wants to uh, take away their dreams and hope? You know, Scripture tells us, do not be afraid of certain fear nor the onslaught of the wicked. And I have to catch myself because um, when you get a sudden fear, your child is lost, your job is gone, your cancer is on you. Uh, it comes on and it, it, it robs us, it steals our joy. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, we're, we're real people. We, we really deal with these things. And we have to gather our wits and say, Lord, I bring it to you. And, and um, you have to push back fear and, and choose faith. Sometimes what I have to do is just bathe myself in his promises. God is faithful. He's true. He's loving. I'm his son. He cares for me. He loves me no matter what. He's my he's my my great resource. He has all the resources I need. He's my provider. Nothing's impossible with him. And just on and on and on and on till my spirit catches up with my spirit that's dealing with fear. And then we do have to put on the faith of, of Christ. Yeah. I was... Um out at an event at the Coliseum the other day, and uh, a man sells um, these uh, religious pictures, and he has one up there, the little chalkboard, well, little scenes, and there's one, I took a picture of it because I liked it, it said, it's gonna be okay, and then it was signed, God, and I said, that's a cute, uh, that's a cute uh, picture you have, he said, that is his number one seller. Not a scripture verse or anything. It just does saying it says it's gonna be okay, God. People just want to know it's gonna be okay, don't they? And uh, we can tell them through our past experiences and through all the shark infested waters you and I have been in that even though sometimes it may be a little dark in front of us, that to hold on, have faith. There is light at the end of the tunnel, and yes, with God, it is going to be okay, isn't it? You know, I have one thing to that: it's going to be okay. It's, what I've learned is it's going to be okay, and if it's not okay, it's still okay. <laughs> yeah, if it's not okay, it's still okay. I like that, brother. Um, and it's important in this time, in this world, that people really have that relationship with God. Jerry, I don't know how people that have no faith and no belief in God, I don't know how they get through each day. Well, we weren't made we weren't made to be uh, lone wolves. We were, God designed the body of Christ. When I uh, when I first posted about cancer, I had so many people reach out to me People I hadn't heard from 40 and 50 years, and they ministered to me. And I began to recognize the face of God through people. And, you know, people often say, because I love to fish, and I love to be on the water, and I love to wade fish, catch trout and redfish. And a lot of my fishing buddies who are non-believers say, well, I don't need church. I don't need the, that. And, you know, I don't have to be in church to be alone with God. And I said, but you need the body. Yeah. Because we're not made we're not made to walk this world alone. What are you going to do when you get cancer? What are you going to do when your, your yeah. baby's in a car wreck? What are you going to do when you hear horrible news? 
you need real hands, real people, real lives, real soothing words. And that's how God operates on us. He, he brings the body of Christ, and I'm so thankful for it. Boy, you know, that is so true. I was in church Sunday. It was the time of uh, the praise and worship, and I was thinking that same th- thought that you just said. I said, you know, it is so refreshing to be in a building with a group of people with the like-minded beliefs and faith and to cheer each other on, to hug each other. Well, maybe can't hug each other with COVID, but, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're on the same side. And I thought to myself, you know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And, and I thought about that Sunday because I wanted to mention on my radio show is that, listen, some of you that don't want to go to church or you think, well, it's full of hypocrites and that. Listen, you go to church to hear from God and there are hypocrites in every profession in the entire world. You're never going to go get away yeah, from sure. from that. Yeah. But don't talk yourself out of church. And if you haven't been there in a while. Well, then sit in the far, far back seat, you know, <laughs> look like your your head. But really, I want to encourage you to go. And uh, church is really the place to be and not online church either. I like going in person. Well, you know, sometimes I'm going into church with the hope of, Lord, I just need to be encouraged to someone mm-hmm. to encourage me. And often that happens. More often than not, it happens. But what I realize, what God often speaks to me is, Look, I got some people here who you need to encourage, and the encourager becomes encouraged when he encourages, and that's what you're doing, Ron, on your radio show. That's why people are coming. That's why they're listening. If they want hope, uh, hope is a powerful thing. A lot of people, it's easy to have. Not easy, but faith is something. That some it's, it's possible to have faith and not have hope. Uh, just hope is a powerful, powerful uh, emotion and feeling and reality in our lives. You know, Jerry, somebody asked me, um, Ron, are you always so optimistic and you have hope? I mean, are, is it real or is it just a show for people? And I tell them, no, it's real because I've been on the other end. I know what the alternative is when you don't have hope, when you don't have any optimism in life. But, Jerry, there was something that happened to me about probably about six years ago, and um, it was the word grace. And where I've always heard about grace, but something hit me one day that grace is nothing I can do for myself, but what God can do for me. So in other words, I made a decision, whether it be my a show that I'm doing or a project, that I turn it all over to God. Essence of grace is I can't do anything. I can't solve the problems. I can't give myself hope. But if I turn it over to God, I hand it off to him and say, now nah, it's years, God. I'm telling you, it was almost supernaturally fast. As long as I stayed out of my way and I allowed God to do what he does, man, peace and thoughts and ideas and just a a, a whole bucket of hope filled my life. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, Ron. You know, God tells us not to labor, but there's one area he tells us to labor, and he tells us to work hard at it, and it's to labor to enter into his rest. Mm -hmm. 
And I also thought that was odd because why do we have to labor genuine rest? It's because we're not made that way. We're made to fix it ourselves. We want to we want to take care of the problem. We want to fix the problem. And now, uh, with the shoulder surgery and being laid up with cancer, I've got a I've got a multi million dollar business I'm running, and I can't run it. I can't micromanage. I can't be a. You know, on top of that, I got some cervical myopathy on my neck, which makes my hand from the surgery makes my hand hard to write. So a lot of the things that I'm used to doing in my own flesh have been taken away from me. Wow. And um, you know, it's a but it's a wonderful place of grace because what I can't do, he can do. And I, you know, even today as we're talking, I agree with you, Ron. There's some people listening today. They're just they're, they're they don't know what to do. They haven't experienced God's grace and His hope. And I believe today that's that's the purpose of this of this podcast is that God would issue forth hope. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, that's what drives me to to do these shows. I wonder a lot, Jerry, and, uh, you know, do these do any good? Does anybody, you know, not? it's not like I get emails or phone calls. I don't know. I don't know if people are even listening. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm listening. But but then again, I don't care because I'm being obedient. What God has called me to do, go speak hope out over the airwaves. And I do believe that this is our greatest hour because as the world is getting darker, our light is getting brighter. And that bright light brings people to us. And why, why, why does that Jerry and Ron, why do they have this hope? Because no, it's not us. It's who is inside of us. And when we have Jesus alive in us, Jesus is the hope, and this is, and He's the hope is what the world wants. We're not going to change this world with political parties. We need to kind of chill out and relax, and go to church and and let Jesus get uh, things in order, don't we? You know, Ron, as you're talking, let me just speak this to you. You know, you're a, you're a, a, a wellspring of hope and encouragement. Whether you hear it back or not, you'll never know. And just how God operates, you know, you'll never know the encouragement you give someone on the radio. You may never know it till you day you're in heaven. Matter of fact, I can forget good things I've done or good things you've done. But he says, God is not unjust as to forget your work for the saints. And that's so encouraging. You know, you never know who's driving today, who's in a, a mother, Amen. who's got screaming little kids around and just needs some hope, needs some rest. You know, Amen. God's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't do something good for me and not do it for you. He doesn't He doesn't take a prejudice over one person over the next. He is a God of the impossible. So if God healed me from cancer, he can heal you. He can, if God can take me out of financial dilemma in a supernatural way, he can do it for you. And that's happened in my life. So, you know, Scripture, Psalm says that he is a God of many deliverances. And I often thought, it has an S on it. It's not like deliverance. He's a God of deliverances. Many, many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Mm. We have a great God, don't we, Ron? Uh, we have a great God. We have a great God. And, and uh, you know, talking with you, Jerry, uh, has even, um, you know, made me uh, thankful for not only our friendship, but 
that the the time I have left, whatever that is in this world, and I'm going to even work harder to uh, to get more hope and encouragement out there. And uh, and I want to thank you for taking time and visiting with me today. And uh, our listeners, uh, uh, my listeners and myself, we're going to be praying for your shoulder surgery. You're going up to uh, Colorado for it, aren't you? There's a shoulder specialist up there. I'm getting a reverse shoulder replacement. Basically, it's where your shoulder is so arthritic and uh, retroverted that it needs to be flipped around. But I wouldn't have had the pain of the shoulder surgery. It would have killed me because I wouldn't have known about the cancer. Yeah. You wouldn't have known about the cancer. Absolutely amazing. Well, hey, Ron. Yes, sir. Can I do something? Can I pray for your viewers or your listeners today? Yes, absolutely. Heavenly Father, I know that this this message goes out to a lot of people. And to, right now, as we, as we pray, I know there's a mother who doesn't know what to do. There's a husband who doesn't know what to do. There's a child who's who's lost. There's a finances that are beyond beyond recompense. They don't. There's taxes due. There's cancer. There's a bad report. And Lord, we want to believe your report. I pray, Amen. Father, that. I pray that you would minister your great power, that you would bring hope, like a blanket of hope around the hurting today, that you would you would wrap your loving arms so tenderly and tightly that there couldn't be couldn't be any other explanation but the hand of God. Mm-hmm. God, I thank you that you delivered me. You don't you don't treat me special. You treat me special because I'm your son, but you're willing to give your gifts to anyone who's willing to seek you out. Mm-hmm. Father, we're so thankful. We're just like beggars who found bread, and we want to share it. I pray you'll minister to these people, Father, and you'll love them and show them their love in a tangible way, whether it's fishing or promotion or whatever whatever the vernacular they need to hear it in, that you would, you would speak to them today, Father. Bless you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, brother. Well, Jerry, God bless you, brother. Um, yeah, keep me posted um, with your surgery. We'll be praying for you as you go through everything. And God bless you, brother. Thank you for your words of wisdom and encouragement. And remember, Jerry, don't let the shark eat your eat your trout, <laughs> eat your trout brother. All yeah, right. Man. All right. Take keep it easy. Laughing. Bye-bye. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and the future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, what is the shark in your life? What is the one thing that is causing you hell in your life? You need to turn it over to God and don't delay any longer. Quit making excuses. Give it to God and start living the life that you were created to live. You have a purpose. You have a plan. And God is counting on you to do your part. So this week, be determined that you're going to take any shark that comes into your life and turn it over to God because you don't want that shark eating your trout. Have a great week. Remember, God loves you. God has a plan for you. And it's up to you to discover your divine destiny.
Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope.